Hey wine moms and puppy lovers everywhere. I wanted to let you know that our new store, The Fetching Barker, is now open. Shop the cutest and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats to handcrafted accessories. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Becco Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, and more. Or find new brands that I am sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. I mean, this is the planet our pet loves, right? That's thefetchingbarker.com. Do you want a real, honest, and flexible career that you can do from home? This is not another direct sales gig or one of those fake get-rich-quick schemes, but a real, professional, and flexible way to earn a legitimate five- to six-figure income around your lifestyle. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. And yes, you heard that right, bookkeeping. This position has been around for over a century, and has been an upstanding and honest career path within the financial industry. A bookkeeper is the backbone to any business, in the right hand to a CPA or EA. Traditionally, this position has been in an office setting or placed within an accounting firm. But with today's technology and cloud-based programs, bookkeeping is now available and trusted to be done anywhere. This is why I've released my Home Bookkeeper Masterclass, this class gives you all the knowledge and insight on how to launch your very own home bookkeeping business and goes along with the number one accounting program in the nation. You'll also receive a business resource guide on my favorite bookkeeping aids and how to use them and a pro advisor study guide to help you pass the free, yes I said free, online certification with the same accounting program that I use at my bookkeeping firm, EDJ Consulting. Head over to the resources page at emmadon.com to enroll in the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass today. Hey, Wine Moms, and thank you for listening to this MW Network and Emmadon production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, themommywines.com, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. For exclusive content and early access, make sure to tune in on Patreon. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> uh, it's 5 p.m. But Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I know the time difference is crazy between us. Yeah, it's 7, it's 7 a.m. for me, so I'm just, I'm just waking up. Oh my goodness. Well, thanks for fitting me in bright and of early. Course. Of course. So honestly, like the time difference, I'm so used to it. I have clients and students in the US and it's just one of the, and, and actually in the Netherlands as well. It's just one of those things I'm, I'm kind of used to now. So all good. Yeah. So uh, I do have, I'm doing all of my recordings now at home and, um, yeah. So if you hear any um, interference, I have my dog here and my patio open. So nice. let me know and I'll just be sure to edit that out. Um, sure. But yeah, I was just so 
taken back by your Instagram. And I just, this is how I find awesome guests is I cyber stalk them. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it was I, that you reached out. I was super happy to hear from you. Yeah, I saw your profile and I checked out um, the story on your website and I was like, I have to hear more about this person. I am just a curious beast by nature. So when I heard that you just packed up your whole life and decided to make some serious changes and move to Bali, I was like, I want to hear that story. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad it's inspired you to connect with me. That's definitely the purpose of me sharing is to is to connect with more people. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what inspired that change? Oh, my God. Well, I think it was a long time coming, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think I think that really um, I think that there was a lot of things in the lead up to me making a big decision uh, like that. I don't know if you read or heard, but I also left my fiance as well. I did read so, that. Yeah, yeah, you left your country and your your to be husband and just hit the road, huh? Yeah, yeah, I did. And look, I mean, like I said, it had been a long time coming. So I live in Bali now and I had been um, wanting to be here for a while and it had been something that we'd both been working towards. Uh, you know, we'd intended to come out here for like six to nine months, travel for a bit, then move to Ireland where he's from. And then we actually had a wedding plan for that September um, and then we were thinking about having a family. So it was all, it was all laid out. Um, and we, we just wanted to trial this laptop lifestyle for a little bit. Um, and, and then, and then things just didn't go, you know, according to plan. So I, I, I used, I've had a couple of different businesses over the years and the first, uh, sort of real one that I tried was with him and we ran an electric bike store in Australia where I was living. I'm actually from Africa. I'm from Zambia originally, but um, I was, I've lived in Australia for the last eight years before I came here, which is why I have an Aussie accent. <laughs> it's really hard to shake. Um, but, but yeah, I'd been, I'd been living over there and, um, and decided to open this electric bike store with him, uh, which was great. And we ran that for six months. My dad was diagnosed with cancer that February, literally it's crazy, right? Like I've had these two weird experiences with this, the, one was the day that he was diagnosed was the day that I opened the electric bike store. And oh. last year, the day that he died, so three years later, was the day that I negotiated my biggest like professional contract. So it's like this weird, what was the day after? It's like this weird, I don't know what it is. They kind of coexist together, these like really bittersweet moments um, in, in my life. Yeah. Anyways, I guess like... Uh, when you get news that your, you know, your dad isn't, isn't going to be around for much longer priority shift. Right. And I, I felt that location uh, independence would be more suiting to not only this situation, but also my life as a whole. So we had to go back to, to the UK and I spent some time with him and the, we kind of lost momentum on the shop and then um, it made sense for us to close that down. And then we went to a Tony Robbins seminar in Sydney <laughs> and, um, and we bought our tickets actually a year before. Um, so it was something that we kind of had planned and it worked out to be perfect timing. So we closed the shop in August. I kind of spent most of 
the end of August and September planning the wedding. That was kind of like what I spent my time doing. And then we went to the Tony Robbins seminar at the end of September. And that honestly really was perfect timing because I was kind of at a loose end. I was like, right, what's next? What am I going to try? And and I decided that this location independent business was for me. And at the, at the excuse me, seminar, you know, Tony had been very specific about, well, if you want if you want to do something new that you've never done before, you're probably going to need to get help from someone who has. So I actually hired a business coach who helped women transition out of their corporate jobs into uh, location independent lifestyles. Um, and I built my business um, on the side of my full-time job. So I was working like 16 hour days. I was getting up at four, uh, four 30. I had a, an hour routine Then I would work for an hour and then I would go to work and then I would come home, work for another few hours and then uh, go to bed and do, do that all again. And, oh my um, gosh, I have not seen four 30 AM since my <laughs> son was a baby. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's pretty, pretty mental time of the day. It's not so bad in <laughs> summer in Australia. Mm. but in winter it was a bit like um but um I didn't really have to do that too too much just because of the timing of everything um and and you know what the thing is like as as Tony very clearly explained to us at the seminar once you know your why um making difficult decisions or doing the extraordinary doesn't seem as hard when you're so connected to why it is that you're doing what you're doing so for me it was very easy to I was actually excited to jump out of bed I I was filled with more purpose than I had ever been you know I had this this very clear fun goal of being able to go traveling and live this laptop lifestyle which back then was just a dream for me you know I didn't I'd been working in corporate marketing for 9 years I'd been in massive you know I had big jobs and big retail companies that I was just a cog in the corporate machine. And I had no idea. All I wanted was freedom. I wanted this sense of life on my terms. Um, and that, that felt, you know, within reach. So I, I had a really good reason to get out of bed in the morning. Um, the, the thing that I didn't expect to happen, um, after the, the seminar was that I, I didn't expect to lose my partner along the way. You know, we had decided to build these businesses so that we could travel and work. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Emma, like my plan was actually bigger than this. So, the, the location independent lifestyle, I wanted that to feed into my family life too. You know, I had seen through my friends and through just general society, the way that uh, modern society creates an environment for child raising. Um, mm-hmm. in that it's, you know, families do it alone most of the time. There's a lot of pressure on women to be at home with their children full time as well. And, um, I know myself and I know, I knew that that life wasn't going to be for me. Um, I already had a lot of anxiety around that because I knew that I was probably going to, you know, have to deal with a, a bit of pressure, especially like my ex's family is Irish, like they're very traditional, you know? So I kind of felt like I was already going to be breaking convention, but I had seen also through my network and through my reading that there were other ways of doing things. And I I thought that if I could create location independence through my business and freedom and autonomy, then even if I was living in Ireland for, you know, six months of the year in the summer, I could at least escape to Europe in the winter or, you know, travel a lot and just have this total flexibility to work from anywhere. Um, And and unfortunately, my, my fiance just didn't, he just didn't get it done. So 
when we came to April um, of 2018 and, and we had booked tickets to leave in July and our plan was to go to Europe and spend some time, you know, with my family. With my, um, I was going to go to Barcelona to scout the wedding venue, do my hair, makeup trials, like that was all booked. And then we were coming to Bali to do um, all of the things. And that ticket was booked and we got to April and I, my business was you know, I had a couple of good clients. I was so ready to quit my job or at least go down to part time. You know, I had this plan and my partner was an engineer and I kind of turned around and I was like, where's your business? Like, we're ready to go. And he was like, ah, <laughs> I, just, I just don't think I can do this, Ella. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's just not as easy for me. And I could see that there were a lot of blocks in the road for him you know, not just professionally. Yes, it was a little bit harder for him to transfer his skill set, but it was definitely doable for the right reasons, you know, And the, the, but it was those reasons that seemed to be missing. And ultimately, like we, we went to Fiji on a, a, a trip for a friend's wedding. And when he was there, like we were best friends, we were together for eight years. And I've never seen him behave the way that he did on that trip because he was completely distant and like blaming me for like the poor internet quality. And he was like, it better not be like this in Bali. And I was like, whoa, something is wrong. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening here. So when we- Yes, because you know, one single person in the world right. controls the entire internet. Right, he's like, better not be like this in Bali. But that was such a tell, a telltale sign for me. Like what a thing to say, you know, it's completely irrational and just showed me that there was some pressure on this situation that I couldn't see happening. You know, I was just excited. And he was like, you know, you're telling everyone on our holiday, like, well, these places that we're going to go to, we haven't agreed on any of that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We haven't agreed to specifically go to Vietnam or Cambodia, but these are some places that I would like to explore and you haven't brought anything to the table. So I'm going ahead with, you know, Ella's dream trip. And, and if you'd like to, like, you'd like to make some suggestions, like, please do. I really want to share this experience fully with you. And then when we got back and I, you know, I sat him down and I was like, what's going on? He was like, I, I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go to Bali. I don't want to be on the move all the time. I just want to go back to Ireland and have a, a house and go on holiday, you know, three or four times a year, like everyone else. And it, it, it turned out that, his desire to break convention and do things the difficult way in order to have what I, what, what in my perspective was the dream life. Um, he, he, he just didn't want to do it. He didn't, he wanted, he wanted something different. And that, that's what it came down to ultimately was the decision that I made to pursue my dreams. Um, came at the sacrifice of my relationship. And I, I mean, I, I met up with him. We broke up two years ago and I met up with him when I was in Australia last month and um, I haven't seen him for two years and we're, we're still very good friends. And, you know, we sat down and had dinner and, and I asked him, you know, like in your, in your mind after everything that's happened, what happened? You know, I'd love to hear from your perspective what you think was the thing. And he was like, well, ultimately we wanted different things and you, you weren't, you weren't committed to doing that within the relationship. You know, you, you, your, your future looked more compelling outside of the relationship than it did in. And I think deep down when he said that to me, you know, I had that gut wrenching feeling of, I don't know if you've ever had this when you like mess up at work or something and you know, you're oh, in yeah. trouble. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like this is the thing I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble for this. That sinking feeling. I remember feeling that. And I just knew I just knew there and then that 
that it was probably over. And I knew that, well, I, I knew that I had to make the hard decision. I knew that I had to leave. And I had this, just this, I honestly, I had this, uh, this very strong vision actually. And this is, I mean, I've had many visions since then, since I've gone on this big spiritual journey that I've been on, but this was the first of, of its kind. He went downstairs and I sat up there and I just started sobbing. Like I just, I could feel grief overcome me of like, oh no. Cause like the thought of leaving him after eight years and canceling my wedding and giving up on that dream that I'd had because I knew that it wasn't what he wanted was was heartbreaking for me and i sat there and i just i had this flash forward to a 90 year old you know super old version of ella <laughs> and she was hanging out probably in a rocking chair being cool but she was she was really pissed she was upset and angry and really disappointed and sh and she was saying to me like you've messed it all up you know you didn't, you didn't take the chance and you didn't do the thing that you know you're supposed to do, which is, is life for you. And I couldn't stand the thought of that disappointment in myself at the end of my life. New year, new wine. And of course I'm talking nakedwines.com. If you haven't tasted the delicious independently crafted wines from boutique winemakers around the world, can you even call yourself a fellow wine mom? Debatable. But don't worry, I got you, girl. Use code MOMMYWINES50 or click the link in the show notes below to receive your first six bottles delivered right to your door for only $34.99. That's $34.99 for six bottles of wine delivered to your door with code MOMMYWINES50. You're welcome. And so that was really the kick that I needed to do the hard thing. And over the next two weeks, I ended the relationship. Um, I actually left like yeah, a week, a week, a week after that conversation, after a few other things fell in line. I was already in therapy because I hadn't been a hundred percent happy in my relationship and I wanted to know why. And I was exploring that in therapy. So I had a very sound professional by my side whilst I made the decision to end the relationship. And we went to some couples therapy through the process as well. So that I felt like I had, um, and he had emotional support and most importantly closure because it's very easy to be traumatized from relationships ending. And I don't think we acknowledge that, you know, there's so much that gets left unsaid and so many open loops that don't get closed. Uh, and I just feel like, we should do that to give ourselves the best chance of moving on. And, and I love him so much. And I really just wanted, I wanted him to be able to move on. I, I knew that I would be able to, and I knew that therapy would be helpful for me, me to be able to voice my real thoughts and opinions without feeling like I was going to hurt his feelings. So that was really positive for us. And honestly, I mean, I, I say I ended the relationship, but I really think he did, you know, the day that he expressed his truth about not wanting to go was, was brilliant and I'm so proud of him for doing that and I'm really grateful that he had the courage to to share. I mean he could have just come along for the ride. You know, he could have he could have been a nightmare on the trip and and uh, you know and, and continued to be difficult about the wedding and all of the things but he he chose himself as well in that moment and I'm I'm really grateful for that. And so that that was, you know, I didn't I didn't need much permission after that relationship was over to just to completely disown everything. You know, I I hadn't really enjoyed the life that I was living. I think 
I think on the surface and definitely according to the rest of the world, like my friends were sh like super shocked when we broke up because we were a very happy couple. Like on the, and, and you know, to the outside world, there was no problems on the, in the inside, there were a couple of problems, but nothing major. You know, we were dealing with a very beautiful, loving, happy, very full of laughter relationship, but it w it definitely felt like I was compromising on, you know, a fuller life for it. So it wasn't enough. Um, and I, and I, and I chose to leave, but I got very excited about, the opportunity that awaited me you know i was like but i guess what i was kind of saying before is um i i didn't love my job i didn't feel like i really understood my value in the corporate space i felt very had a lot of imposter syndrome about my profession and didn't yeah i just didn't really feel like i i knew myself at all and i was kind of looking at myself in the mirror going I remember when you were younger feeling like you were gonna conquer the world and I'm looking at you and you're 29 and I'm not sure that you're on the right track. You know, like this doesn't look like world conquering to me. So like maybe we need to go and do some digging. And when I got to Bali, which was a very difficult experience, honestly, the, 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 the three months in the lead up to leaving was hell, absolute hell. You know, like I, had to sell eight years of our belongings. He left five weeks after we broke up, he moved back to Ireland. And so I did that on my own and um, was living in a massive townhouse on my own. You know, I had to move furniture, sell my car. Like I'd been used to having this buddy around for eight years to help me with, with, with life. Um, and then he, he was gone. Um, but again, like I got this, you know, <laughs> like it's not, I've, I've traveled and moved countries so much my whole childhood, you know, and I've had to pick up and start again so many times that it wasn't that foreign to me to do it. And I just knew the only way that I, I knew how, and I think this is very common with a lot of women actually, um, is I just put one foot in front of the other, you know, I just went, okay, I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. And today was really painful, but I'll get up and do it again tomorrow you know, and I'll, I'll just keep moving and keep moving forward. And I had my mum, and she's in the UK, but she, and I spoke every day and she was my rock through this whole process. She was so supportive of me having the courage to leave him, um, because I knew it wasn't right. Uh, and, and, and I'm really grateful that I, that I had that support. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, just, just like, I know that's an extremely long answer to your question, but I know <laughs> I just, just to quickly, like, add a couple of things around. So clearly my relationship wasn't the thing that I, you know, wasn't the sole reason that I left, right? Like that was a big part of my, my dream planning and he didn't want to come along for the ride. But I think the real, the real discomfort that I felt and the real lack of satisfaction that I felt is that I was, I was disappointed in myself. You know, I wasn't looking in the mirror every day going, yes, you know, like you've got this. There was, there was a lot of stuff lingering around me, a lot of beliefs about myself, a lot of self-criticism, and just generally, generally this feeling of unworthiness and you know, no, no real self-love. And even though I couldn't really identify what that was at the time, there was just like a lot of discontentment with with life. And I don't, I don't want to say that I knew that there had to be a better way because the life that I live now and the human that I've become, I had no idea was possible, but I think I just made a commitment to, 
to going on on the journey to 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 find something else. I've been on enough adventures in my life to know that you don't know what's around the corner. And I was like, That's just true. go to Bali on your own. You'll figure it out. I, I negotiated a part-time role remotely with my with my job, so I didn't have to just rely on my business because that was quite stressful for me financially. And I didn't. I also wanted some accountability. You know, I was I was worried that if I went to Bali with just a couple of clients and I was fully accountable to myself, especially because I started like partying again, even though that hadn't been in my life for a long time, I was using that as a coping strategy. And so I didn't really trust myself fully. So I made sure that someone was looking for me on a Monday morning. <laughs> um, and I'm really <laughs> grateful that I did that because it really provided, it actually provided the the failure that I needed to know that something wasn't going right. Like, for example, um, because of the partying when I got to Bali, I was missing work deadlines and pissing off my clients with my business as well. And I think that had I just had my business, I wouldn't have had anyone to tell me off. You know, and like I needed that yeah. marker, that benchmark to be like, you are not performing in this area. And it was like not performing in that area, not loving my business. Um, a couple of months after I arrived in Bali, the whole thing kind of came came crashing down and I spent a couple of weeks in a very deep, deep depression. And then that was what sort of triggered the the change that I needed to to take a real, like an honest, um, an honest look at myself. Hey, wine moms. Let's shed those pesky COVID-19 pounds together and let's get active again. Summer is just around the corner and the weather is heating up. There's no better place to be for you or your health than outside in the sun and fresh air. So let's tackle the trails in a pair of Zaya Active joggers or shorts. Let's lounge by the pool in the new mix and match swimwear or hit the gym in a sweat wicking compression fast drying pair of no fuss light and tights. Whatever your activity may be, let's do it with Zaya Active. You can do so by visiting myzaya.com backslash emadon. That's myzaya.com backslash emadon. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. So that is the end of part one of Ella's episode. If you are as intrigued with this story as I am and you want to know how she went from being unhealthy in her life and her mind to living a free, full, remote life, stay tuned this Wine Wednesday for part two. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, 
make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.